0: remembering that as we do this we're we're about to enjoy the word of god so father together we reach out a hand and ask you blessing upon kumbi but also lord we're reaching out because we want truth we want to know you better so would you speak to us this morning would you release us into every good purpose in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. god bless you. you Morning Church. Um, a wonderful morning that we've already had together. We've already had together. We've been recording this. So oh, okay. If you're happy to use your voice. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's great time that we're having together already this morning. Mm-hmm. Um... Just receiving from God His love. I felt so blessed this morning to really be reminded of His fatherhood in our lives. And um, together we are in the Word as we continue our journey through. Uh, The book of Acts. And we are still pretty much at the beginning. But I've already been so amazed by how much we've already received from this book. How it is shaping us, and how much of a blessing it has been already. And I'm also looking forward to much more. So today we are in Acts uh, chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. I'll read it quickly. Um, it reads this way. Um, the Subheading there says the fellowship of the believers. And it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold sold property and possession to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were yeah. being saved. Can I quickly make a short prayer? Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace upon us. Thank you for your favor. We are so thankful for the way you've already shaped us. And we enjoy and love the work you are doing among us. And here is your church, Lord. Here we are. Build us. Shape us, Lord, by your word. Bless each one of us this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We finished the previous passage on a very high and exciting note. Where we are told about this um, miracle of 3,000 people being saved Mm -hmm. in one occasion from one teaching they are saved, baptized and added to the church. It's a very exciting thing to see. Because we love it when we see God save lives. We know what it has meant to us. And therefore, as the Bible says, and it is true, that even when one is saved, we rejoice. And we've had joy and joy over joy, as we've seen. People come to Christ in our church here. And then you want to imagine how it must have felt like to see 3,000 saved in one occasion. It was a miracle of God. But also, it was a great victory for the church. This church, which, um, just a moment ago, they were being mocked by the outsiders. When they were filled with the Spirit and there was a manifest uh, presence of the Spirit upon their lives, and After Peter stood up speaking, um, 3,000 respond to the message. It was a great victory for them. But the other thing that really inspires me (laughs) is this church itself of 120 people. I'm I'm just encouraged by their faithfulness. How they stood on the promises of God. When it was not easy. If you remember very well, um, when Jesus was there and they were following him, they had thousands of others following him with at the peak of Jesus' ministry we are told that there could be counted uh, 4,000 men in one occasion in another 5,000 without counting in women and children and you quickly ask yourself where are all those people now? Well, we don't have the answer. But one of the things that are very possible is that they must have crumbled under the weight of difficulties that they faced along the way. And God, only God knows who truly was a follower of Christ amongst them and who was not. And indeed, these 120 were also shaken by such times. But the wonderful thing is that they held on to their efforts as a community. They hold on to it to their togetherness. In one moment, when the resurrected Christ appears to them, he finds them terrified, locked up in, the, in a room. But the essence is that they were still together. And they took instructions from Jesus and waited for him for For the gift of the Spirit. Uh And as we have seen on the day of Pentecost, they were greatly rewarded. There is value in waiting on the promises of God. The Bible says, the yes and amen in amen. Christ Jesus. God is sure to, pr- to fulfill his promises. To us. And so they received this double portion of a blessing amen. the baptism of the Spirit, and the 3,000 saved on the same day. I don't think it was a small thing at all. And I am so encouraged by the fact that the church was begun with this caliber of people. And was advanced through such people. And also encouraged by the fact that God still has given his church such people. He's always done that. Those who are willing to stand on the promises of God and who are even willing to take pains um, for doing that, even when the cost is high. And I was encouraged as I was thinking Upon this, that we have such people living today in this church. And he knows them. I love what Jesus keeps saying um, in Revelation, the two chapters, he says, I know your deeds, I know your deeds. That phrase keeps coming. Ah. So these three thousand yeah. converts mm-hmm. they are joining a church of hundred and twenty believers who are. Spirit-filled and already a militant church. And and in verse 42 it says that they devoted themselves, together they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to the purposes of God. And I want us to catch that word, devoted. I want us to catch that word, devoted. Because I believe there's a weight there that if we miss everything that follows, that doesn't hold as much value. It is the word that defines what mm-hmm. our Christian life is like. Because from the very onset, brothers and sisters, when we get born again, it's about dying to self. To Christ. That's the weight there is in that word. Yeah. The other translations of the Bible they use. The word give or gave. It would read like they gave themselves. And that's a proper word as well. Because the moment we come to Christ. We are no longer of our own. (laughs) We have been fully given to another. Such that Paul would say, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. (laughs) And the other notion of this word, (laughs) is that of perseverance. (laughs) These people did not give themselves to the purposes of God just for a little while. They actually turned their back on their old life and gave themselves fully to this new life in Christ and they persevere in the purposes of God and we are told what these things were it was the apostles teaching fellowship the breaking of bread and prayer and as it has already been said, these are the cornerstones of what we are going to do together in our more time. So for their importance, we are going to unpack them for the next four weeks. Because there's so much that God has for us in this. Time. There's so much that is <laughs> <God has laughs> <passing> these things, <laughs> and it is important for us to see that they were not only significant for the this Jerusalem church. <laughs> because as um, the New Testament life continues, <laughs> we see these um, values. Reproduced elsewhere, as the church uh, spreads out. And we see them in the pages of the Bible, in, in the New Testament. These things are encouraged, and they are highlighted for us. And the first thing that is said is is that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. It means that they placed a high value on the word of God. And they greater displays for for it in their hearts. And this attitude towards the word was very essential for all they did together. Mm. It was this common doctrine that brought them to the unity of mind and heart. Because the word of God is our First and final authority. It is the basis of our teaching and our practice. And yes, in their case, they did not have it written like we have it now. The New Testament scriptures were not yet written. But God used the apostles um, through the power of the spirit to declare truth to this group of people. And the spirit of God in the hearts of these people would resonate that this is the truth of God. And I think It was something quite significant that was going on here. Because the apostles would quote scriptures from the Old Testament, quote Jesus' words. And these believers would have to be there to listen, to receive, and to keep the word of God in their hearts. Thankfully, we live in a day where um, we have the New Testament written for us. And we know that that is essential for all that we do in building the church. But Again, the sad thing is that um, sometimes in in our day, there's not as much value placed on the word of God. The Bible can be one of the most neglected books in the homes. (laughs) These believers did not have it but they carried it in their hearts. <inaudible> and this was the case um, many times throughout church history <inaudible> until late. <inaudible> and my encouragement is that let's value the word of God. <inaudible> Amen. Yeah. In verse 44, it says that all the believers were together. And I want us to grasp that togetherness. Because that theme of being together is highlighted so many times throughout the book of Acts. And many times when it is mentioned, it seems to be tied uh, or followed by God blessing his church in one way or another. For example, in Acts 2 verse 1, Luke says that they were together in one place. <inaudible> and then he announces the blessing of the Spirit. <inaudible> and I believe there's a message there for us. <inaudible> it is a reminder that God loves the unity of his church. <inaudible> and that unity is essential. For him pouring out his blessing upon Psalm 133 says, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It says, for there he bestows his blessings And life forevermore. This means that these believers were first devoted to Christ. But secondly, they were devoted to one another. And this is so important. Because we live in a time where sometimes There can be a strong claim on Christ, but a neglect or despising of the church. But Christ and his church always go together. He is the head of the body, the church. And I like how... um, A man, a preacher who lived in the 1800s um, brings a challenge about this. His name is Charles Spurgeon. He's Jordan's favorite. And I like him too. So he says these words The church is not perfect, but woe to the man who finds pleasure in pointing out her imperfections. He says, Christ loved his church and let us do the same. And in verse 45, I want to highlight something there. It speaks about the sincerity of the heart of these believers. Everything they did was from their hearts. There was no pretension about this group. And this is so important because if we take that away, we are left with nothing but hypocrisy. Mm And it means that they were open with one another. They just could Chat and talk about things lovingly and openly with the purpose of edifying one another. It also means that they carried good intentions for one another. Mm. And I like how we put it in our words in regions beyond. They were there for one another's success. And I hope that we can see why it is so important to give ourselves to a our common fellowship. And we are not just talking about tolerance, but going beyond that, giving ourselves and digging deeper into the love of Christ. In Ephesians 3:18 and 19. 18, it says about the love of God. That we can know how long, how high, how deep, and how wide it is. <laughs> and we can do that in in an in a forever-increasing knowledge of it. We can never exhaust the love of God. And that must encourage us to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And I do admit that in our fellowship with one another, in our working together, things are not always easy. But that's okay, because that's where the real work of sanctification happens. And as we have seen, that's also where as we commit ourselves to that, God um, commands his blessings. It should be a joy, brothers and sisters, to walk together in the light of God. And to be committed to helping one another to overcome any form of darkness that still is there in our lives. I mean, even as um, this whole thing about breaking chains is coming, I think that's part of that and then in verse 47 it says they enjoyed the favor of all the people they enjoyed the favor of the outsiders Jesus made this of promise to his disciples. He said, by this they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Brothers and sisters, when the church lives in holiness, And as a faithful witness of Jesus Christ, there is an accompanying grace that God pours out even over the community in which that church exists. Because of that church. Because the church is a blessing in its community. And I know that Dichabeng has many testimonies of that over the years. And I want to believe that even this step is going to be one of the channels in which um, the blessing of God will not only come upon his church, but also upon the community. But on the other hand, when the church has lost her position as that faithful witness, and has allowed herself to be Neutralized and infiltrated by the world and its ways. Usually, that church loses influence in its community. And that is usually accompanied by a low view of God in that people widespread immorality and wickedness. So I hope that that encourages us as a church and it reminds that us that we are God's agent on earth. He has entrusted us to bring his kingdom and to spread his aroma of Christ. And we can see that this church, as they became faithful, little little things step by step. God kept on adding more and blessing. And Jesus said, "I will build my church." And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And thank God he is building his church among us here. This kind of a church that we see here was not for only then, it is also for now. Mm -hmm. And God is committed to building churches like this, and I believe he's doing it among us We have seen many come to Christ, baptized, saved and added to, to us, and maybe he said here um, last Sunday that um, there is more to come from God. What we have seen God do is just the start. And that resonated in my heart because I've been feeling the same thing. He's doing it among us. But at the same time, we are required to respond. With devoted hearts, we need to be fully sold out to the purposes of God. Amen. Amen. God is among us. He is working. We need to enjoy it, but we need to be open for more as well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we close our eyes this morning, it says in the last verse that God was adding daily to their number those who have been saved. This God of the Bible. The God of the universe. The eternal God. Who is the beginning and the end. With all power and might. He is the God of the who saves. He saves lives. The reason we are here is because he saves. And in John 3, 16, it says, he gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ. For broken people like us, That none of us would not perish, (inaudible) but that as we believe in Him, that would be saved. And the truth is that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all deserved the Wrath of God and His eternal judgment, if not for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And in Him there is forgiveness of sins. He took my place, He took your place by dying on the sinner's cross. So that we would not have to go through that anymore. Come Holy Spirit this morning. Remember Jesus crucified for your sins to be taken away Isaiah 118 says though they may be as red as scarlet that the Lord will wipe them away doesn't matter what that is is able to make us as white as snow. And when our eyes are closed this morning, if you are here among us today, you've never known the Lord Jesus as Lord in your life. You've never known The grace, His saving grace. Maybe you've heard um, him being preached, (laughs) but you've never known his love. And you feel the draw of his love even as we spoke about it um, throughout our time today. And you want to say, I want to know him. You want to say, Jesus, I want you to help me. I want you to come into my life. If that's you today, would you lift your hand where you are? We are here to pray with you. To stand with you. To love you. To guide you. If that's you today, just lift your hand from where you are, if that's you today. Thank you Lord, thank you Father, thank you Lord Jesus, Father we thank you for your word, We thank you for what you are continuing to do in our hearts. Father, I pray that you will seal and cement your truth in our hearts. I pray that you will give us willing hearts to follow and obey your word. Amen. I pray that you will give us a deeper understanding over all the treasures you have placed in our word for, for us. I pray you will bless us, Lord, as we take this step of Moho together today. Father, I pray you will build your church. Even as you have promised. Bless us together today. In your name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen.